Welcome to the Heart Centered Sales Leader Podcast, your one-stop shop for building client relationships, scaling your business, and ultimately growing your income. When you are looking for your next step in personal and financial growth, we've got you covered. With your host, number one international best-selling author and heart-centered sales expert, Connie Whitman. Welcome to the Heart-Centered Sales Leader Podcast on webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Connie Whitman, as well as your Heart-Centered Sales Leader for the day. So I hope as you join me every week, you know, listening to the show, that number one, you feel my passion, that that word sales should not be icky, sleazy, and manipulative and pushy, right? That icky vibe. I really want you to think of it coming from a place of love, care, and respect, okay? And that's always what my show is about, and that's the kinds of guests that I have on, again, are heart-centered. Now, um, to help you on your journey of communicating from a very heart-centered place, I have my free communication style assessment. It's my gift to you. Go to my website, WhitmanAssos.com slash CSA. Take it. You will learn how you're showing up, how you're being seen, how people are perceiving your communication. You'll also learn about some of your blind spots, which you might not know you have, but you do. And that, I think, gives us even more insight how to communicate more effectively. So again, WhitmanAssos.com slash CSA. It's in the show notes for you to find. And the last thing I just created, I'm excited. I just created a Facebook group for this community. I really want to bring those heart-centered leaders together for us to share ideas and strategize and come up with tips and tools and ideas to create yet another resource for my community. Now, my motivational quote today is by Benjamin Franklin. Benjamin says, beware of little expenses. A small leak will sink a ship. So money, kind of an important thing in in everybody's life, right? So why does it feel like sometimes maybe you just never have enough of it? Or what's the right habits that you need to incorporate to improve your savings and also to decrease that unnecessary spending? Of course, I have guests today. So not one, but two amazing guests. So today my guest is Dawn Malarney. Now Dawn has been on the show, I think twice, So this is her, I think, third time on. Uh, Dawn is a trust officer and trust marketing specialist in the Wealth Management Division of State Bank of Cross Plains in Wisconsin. Her colleague and partner in crime uh, is Jane Simon. Now, Jane has extensive experience in private banking, and Jane coordinates and manages all aspects of her client's banking services. Now, her goal is to create a unified vision and strategy for your finances, which is what we're talking about today. And private banking is for those who utilize a wide variety of banking services and maybe have a little bit more complex banking needs, or you just simply need someone that you can trust. So please help me welcome my two amazing ladies, uh, Dawn and Jane, to the show. I'm so excited, you guys, to have you on. Thanks for just taking time in your busy day. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. So excited to be here. Yeah. So the the listeners have no idea what they're in for with the three of us together. Right, girls? (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Yeah. All fun. All fun. But also very informative. So first I want to start by spotlighting that you both have a podcast, right? Women Bankers and a podcast. What What a novel idea. I think it's an important idea. And go, oh, by the way, everybody, I was a guest on it. Um, and, and I think we did a really nice show filled with good content. Now, how does this come to be that you ladies joined forces to create a podcast? You work for a bank, right? Right. That's right. I mean, you know, 
we are really, really fortunate to be able to work together. Don has had um, an incredible career this thus far. And the podcast originally was with Don and a different host. Um, Don, I'll let you tell a little bit about the history of our podcast and how it came to be. Yeah. So I would say my colleague who had her JD was kind of starting this and I was kind of helping in the background and then they decided, you know what, you're going to be a co-host also with her. So I say that she got really inspired by our guests and she branched off and joined her husband's business. So it kind of evolved by a women's initiative that we're trying to do at the bank. Um, it is kind of a male dominated industry. Yes, so is. we're really trying to break those barriers. You know, we have some amazing women on our team at the bank, you know, with their CFPs, all these different experiences, specialties. And so, of course, we have our bankers, but also we have these amazing women in the community. So we're really trying to spotlight them, whether in our community and outside and really have different unique speakers come on like yourself, Connie, to come and talk about different topics or to talk about different journeys that they've had to help empower, inspire other women to really keep moving forward and to really inspire each other and come with their expertise or what they specialize in and help educate also. Yeah. And, and, you know, you guys, the podcast is just such an awesome platform. It's fun. It's easy great way to share some valuable content so that people, whether you're driving in a car, going for a jog, you know, working on your Peloton or even just walking the dog, right? You, you have an opportunity in that 20, 25, 30 minutes to digest some fun, but really quality content to hopefully help in whatever area of your life that the show is, you know, specifically talking about. And, you know, the three, like my background is banking, right? So, you know, I have my MBA in finance. You ladies are private banking, wealth management. Um, money's important. It's an important topic. Business is an important topic. Women owning their greatness, right? And becoming financially um, stable on their own. God forbid something happens to a family member or spouse, right? All of these things are super, super important. And it's fun that we're able to have this platform of podcasting to get that message out. So I love what you're doing with your podcast. And, and also the other cool thing, Jane and Dawn, that your bank is supporting this and allowing you the time and the resources to create this platform, man, that's just such a good win um, for your community, right? Your client uh, community, but it's great for the bank from a, from a uh, marketing standpoint, right? That they really truly are giving back to the, to their community and then even bigger than that. So it's just, it's just such a great platform. Now your show is called wealth ways, which I just love. Um, and you always ask questions about wealth and what does that mean to what, like when I was on, what does that mean to me? Why do you ask that? And what are some of the cool answers I think that you've gotten? That's a great question. You know, we, we have asked that question so many times of our guests and, you know, when you think of wealth, obviously the, the initial connotation or the initial thing that people typically think of is money or financial security. But I would say that is the, the, in the minority of responses we've gotten. We've gotten a lot of people who have mentioned um, balance between work and life. And we've gotten a lot of people mentioning health. Obviously, health is extremely important. Um, spiritual Spirituality has been another uh, 
common theme for people to respond with. Um, there's just so many other things out there. And when we initially had the podcast, when it initially started, it was very, very financially focused. And what we have found is business and finance is extremely important, obviously, but the stories of each individual person who, who've been guests on the podcast have really sort of, um, moved into more of that entrepreneurial spirit. We've talked a lot about that, excuse me, um, taking that leap, um, of faith, maybe when people are going through a career change and then also just personal lives and how that impacts, um, their, their sales style or how that impacts the way that they run their career. So it's been really eye-opening and great uh, to ask that question and hear the wide variety of responses. You know, it's funny. I know sometimes when I ask a question, whatever the topic is that we're talking about, right? So today it's, it's kind of, it's kind of wealth, right? What does that mean for different people, right? How do we save more and those kinds of things is, is a piece of the puzzle. Really, really everybody should tune into your podcast so that they can tap into that on a regular basis to digest the different information and strategies, right? To become, you know, what, what do we call healthy, wealthy, and wise. But it's fascinating because sometimes I'll ask a question and I think that I know what the guest is going to say and whew, they come from a totally different direction. And I'm like, wow, wasn't expecting that. And then what happens is we, we sometimes go off topic of what my intro is. <laughs> we start talking about that tangent because clearly that was value added for my listeners is what I often find. Do you find that to be the same thing when they answer these questions that you go, what? Didn't expect that, right? Yeah. And I would say kind of when we started this too, we had, you know, a lot of set questions and the flow that we thought it would go. And really what we've discovered is just do it naturally and kind of, you know, pique the interest. And I think the overall reason why we asked that question also is to break down the barriers or to make people think wealth is so not intimidating where it can really be intimidating to some people. And maybe is a reason that holds people back from even to wanting to learn more or to ask questions and so that's kind of, you know, the reasoning behind, too, why we kind of ask that question to really help others to think like it means differently to everybody. Everybody has a different thought, um, experience, journey or something in their life that has them think differently than all of us. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't know, the more, you know, my shows, uh, this is some of the things I do, but I think you guys are doing this as well with your podcast everybody comes to the table, all of us, we're human, right? And you have your perspective. And I'm, I always say it's not right or wrong or good or bad. It just is right through, through your beliefs, through how you were raised, through your career, through your teachers, your ministers, right? Your priests, we have a perspective. And I love that you guys are taking that stance of, okay, own that. That's fine. But what else is out there? So if we could go from, and, and those that are listening on Apple Podcasts, I have my hands up like side by side on either side of my face. And my job, I believe, is to expand that perspective so that people see a wider view and not what's just in front of them, that linear kind of what's right in front of my nose. It's, whoa, whoa, take this perspective and digest it for a minute or two and how does that land for you? How do you feel about that? And the other thing, Jane, I wanted to comment when you said people say health. I know when I do my training, it doesn't matter, corporate clients or one-on-one -on -one clients, I'll always say to them, what's the most important thing in life? And I giggle because 90% of the time people's answer is money. 
And I giggle back and I say, mm, is it though? Because if you're not healthy, really health is our number one thing. If we're not healthy, you can't make money. You can't take care of your family. You can't show up and deliver big. So health is kind of the most important. And I often tease and say, and the second most important thing is taking care of your family, whatever that means. And then really the third is the financial, but you need them all together. You can't be wealthy and say crap to the family or just eat cheeseburgers every day, right? That, that balance in life I think is real important as well. And the other thing, uh, Jane, I want to comment on that you said about the spirituality. Are you guys finding, and, and you're both much younger than me, but in your personal life, do you find that people are becoming even more enlightened? And we're in the business world, right, ladies? But are you finding people are more aware of that spirituality, the universe, and all those kinds of things? I'm curious. Yeah, I definitely feel that. Um, I think it's, I don't know if it's because of the last year when people have been, you know, have sort of forced to take a look, you know, right? We, a, a lot of us were working from home or um, even if you weren't working, people weren't working from home, you know, there were some drastic changes in the world. And I think it, it brought up a lot of questions and a lot of deep thoughts. And, um, you know, the Madison area certainly um, has its own uh, slant on spirituality and just like, um, you know, different perspectives. And I think especially here, there's been a lot more focus on that um, and and really just like trying to find peace. I think there's a lot of people out there who maybe would just grind really hard at work, grind really hard at whatever they're doing and not give a second thought to taking care of themselves or even just connecting with nature or just the universe in general. So yeah. I, I definitely think there's been a shift. Yeah. Dawn, how about you? Have you seen the same thing in your, like your uh, orbit of people? Yeah, I would say a lot of people I feel like are just really thinking about things or just more aware of staff where, they're really doing that extra planning even too now where it's kind of that wake up call, which unfortunately, you know, you never wish anything bad upon a person, yeah. but now it's finally getting people to plan for the future, to actually plan to leave for their legacy. But they're also thinking of like, wow, I only have one life. How can I really be impactful? How can I really enjoy the moments and be myself? And I think it's, I don't know. There's a lot of things going on. And I think so many people are just so much aware of themselves, how they should think and be present. Yeah. And it is, it's, uh, it's a, an awakening of sorts. And not that I want to get too down this rabbit hole, right? Cause it still is. I want to talk about the sales and money and all of those things. But even my kids, you know, my youngest son just graduated from uh, university of Delaware here on the East coast. And all of a sudden they have an interest in my business where before he, my younger one is a marketing. My older one was a finance major. Now all of a sudden they they see me cause I'm working more, more remotely, right? Where I'm doing a lot more of zooming than going and doing a lot more live stuff. So they hear, they see, and now they're getting more inquisitive and you just use the word legacy. I never thought my business was going to be a legacy business. I thought at some point I would just turn around and sell it, you know, because I have so much good stuff created and they're showing an interest now. So that's another thing I just want to point out when we talk about wealth and we talk about that financial stability, what does that mean to you? I really think people need to get clear on that. But if you are a business owner, what are you going to do with your business? And there are people like Dawn and the Janes of the world who can help you kind of strategically 
strategically think about that, but then put that plan in motion. So over the next 10 years for myself, what does that look like? What does that business look like? What's the scalability? What is it for me to bring them on and create that legacy business? Never thought about it until this year. So that's another thing I really like people to think about both with finance, business, career, whatever, wherever you are, it doesn't matter if you're in the corporate world, what does that future look like? It changes. So again, my son just graduated a year ago. Had you asked me that? I would have said, I'll probably sell the business. That's changing. So I think we need to be fluid in our thinking as well. I don't know. What do you guys think on that? Yeah, I think definitely like having that, that, uh, fluid and be, being open to, to new direction, I think is important. Yeah. Um, one of the things that we see in our business really is, you know, we're, we're experts in a certain part of a certain aspect of finance where I kind of liken it to, you know, we need to know where you're going. We need to know what your goals are so we can really fully understand your goals. So we can really, truly help you. And I heard the analogy about an engineer and I thought that's totally perfect. You can think of us as like engineers for your finances. We can build the bridge, but you need to tell us where you are. We need to have full disclosure about where you are and where you want to go so we can get you from A to B. Yeah. Yeah. I have to know my destination to some extent. Yeah. Again, you have to be fluid, but you have to have mm -hmm. some type of building block. Absolutely. And Dawn, on you on the wealth management side, you see a lot of people at the end of life where the beneficiaries are now coming in and they have this legacy and they're either fighting or hopefully mm -hmm. if they've worked with you, their financial position is organized to easily go to the beneficiaries, wherever the heirs are, right? Dawn, would you say that's a true statement too? Yeah, I would say, unfortunately in this business, you know, we see the ones that planned really well and they really had their wishes laid out and the family was aware of it. We even have some that thought they did that really well, but there's always those um, hidden grudges or things, family dynamics yeah. that they could have never have planned for. And so sometimes we are brought into situations where there's no way to help glue that family back together. And, you know, beneficiaries, anybody can inherit money too. So like, I just think of your children, how you were just saying like, you would have never thought they would really be interested in it. Like 10 years ago when you're planning your business, I right. mean, it's just kind of like life and your business. We're always evolving, always changing. Yeah. And that's why it's too important that you keep things updated or keep those advisors updated on what's going on in your life because things are always going to evolve. And I think that's even too, to go back to a lot of our guests on the show. Wow. So many things that we've been aware of or learned of how even so many people like started their business with a plan and how it's just evolved, changed. Um, they've had to take steps back or taken risks to keep growing. So it's all part of life. Yeah, it is. And, and, you know, I think Jane, you had mentioned with COVID, right, that people kind of paused and looked around like, hey, what's going on? And you guys know my story. I shared it on your show. COVID hit. My income stopped. My husband had lost um, his job and we had no income coming in. Kid in college, I was spending money because I was rebranding my company. So what do you do? Do you stop? Do you keep moving forward? 
what's the right answer? And so this is where my gut, you know, tapped in and thought, I, I think we're, the digital is here to stay. I think I need to push hard and really dive into this digital world and, and not abandon the live stuff, but it has to have its place. It's not an all or nothing. We're not in an all or nothing world anymore. That was a big transition. Now, here's, I just want to make one other caveat with that comment. Thank God we had money in the bank because I, it was about probably a good um, eight months before I had income coming back in. My husband got another job quickly, thank goodness. But we had quite a bit of money saved. Now it's depleted, but that's okay. Now we can replenish that. We still continue to put money into retirement. So your plan is still your plan, even though COVID pulled the rug out literally from under us, but we had that nest egg available. So again, I can't emphasize enough the, the need for money. Yes, but you have to live and be prepared for the unexpected, which COVID just taught us all a lesson. Mother nature put us all on a timeout, right? That's pretty much what happens. So yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, another question, you know, you're saying the podcast you've learned from the guests, etc. Is there, and I'd like you each to answer this separately, is there a piece of advice that's impacted you the most from the podcast and or I'll even throw in that you've learned from your clients? I can go first, I guess, because one is very top of mind to me. Um, I have, my husband and I have five children. And they're two, four, six, eight, and 10, which, you know, our lives are crazy and wild and, you know, fun. Um, but we're also, you know, we both work and, you know, we're, we're, we're definitely focused on our jobs when we're at our jobs. Um, one of the, the most recent guests that we had mentioned, um, don't miss the school play, right? <laughs> she, she, she um, had is a very, very successful um, executive at a, a large company. And some of the advice that she received from one of her mentors was don't miss the school play. Yeah. And that has been something that took me a long time to learn. Um, and once you fully embrace it and you realize if you are fortunate enough to have a job that is flexible or that you can make flexible um, to show up for your family first, because you'll always, if you're a driven person and you're a hard worker and you have goals, you're always going to figure out how to make your job work for you Absolutely. so that you can get there. So that's probably the most impactful thing that I wasn't expecting to hear on our podcast that really sort of you know, shifted things into perspective for me. Love it. Great. And that is a great piece of advice. Uh, Dawn, before you go really quick, I remember when I first became a vice president at, at a bank I was working with and I was in my, my early thirties and so got promoted to this vice president position fairly quickly. And I said to my boss, yeah, you know, she was a woman also a little older than me. And I'm like, yeah, I can't wait to get pregnant, start a family. And her response was interesting. She goes, you're going to get pregnant. And I go, yeah, you know, we're kind of trying. I mean, I'm transparent. And I said, listen, don't you worry. I, we have to work. I, and oh, by the way, I want to work for me to be a really good mom. I know I need to work. And she was so taken back and she said, but what about your career? And I look see, isn't that funny? Again, my perspective, right? And I looked at her and I said, we could get bought out tomorrow and I could be out of a job. You think I'm going to run my life based on a corporation and my career within that? I said, I could have a kid and still have the work. Like I can get, a, I can have both. So it's fascinating to hear other women's perspective, but I agree with that. And I, I never missed 
never missed any of their their uh, hockey games or any of their uh, school plays, you know, things like that. My husband and I always took off to be present. Great advice. Dawn, how about right. you? What have you learned? Jamie, are you going to say something else oh, on Jim, that? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt no, you. Yeah. I just was going to say, Connie, that, you know, it reminded me of something that I heard. It's so crazy how things have shifted. When um, when I was getting ready to take some time off and stay home after we had our third child, there was a senior council member, or excuse me, a, a, um, a senior council um, at our the former financial I worked for. And she was, you know, top level executive attorney. Her husband was a federal judge. She has three children. And I was having a hard time, you know, deciding whether or not to leave. And she just was so kind to me. And she said, you know what? People are going to tell you you can't take time off and come back. And I'm here to tell you you can. I did it. I took time off to have my children. And my husband was building his career. And I came back. And look where I am now. So I think that having more women in the field, being able to counsel people going through that has just been um, an amazing shift that's taken place hearing your story compared to what I experienced. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, right? Uh, it's crazy. Time, time. Uh, Dawn, how about you? Well, it's funny, right? When Jane was talking, I'm like, oh, that was the same one I was thinking of too. So it must be just top of mind. But I think deep down why it's impacted me in a different way is I have one son and that took us a long time to make that decision. And the more to I just sit back and reflect on life, I think that's really what's helped with listening to all these people and like reflecting on my own life is I have always been that career driven focused person. And I have put myself on this side. And I don't know, too, I think of I have been in two more male dominated industries and nothing against that or um you know, I have had some great bosses, mentors that have told me to take time. But for me, too, it's been hard because I do want to excel and I have pushed motherhood aside and it's gone by way too fast. And I think yeah. COVID, the podcast, all these other people are just inspiring more me more of how I should really show up and be me, but also be the mom I wanted to be and how I can be that mom. And um I don't know. It's been interesting because so many of the women we've had on the show, they're not all mothers, but they've all had different pieces where I think it's just such wonderful advice from all of them and how um, it just inspires me too of just like, okay, I guess I am normal too, you know, where I think we always think that we're the odd duck out, yeah. but hearing other stories, you just can relate in any possible way, I think, throughout their stories. Yeah. And, and, you know, you got much older than you guys. And, you know, I was told I couldn't get a sales position in the first company I worked for out of college because I was a woman. And the, but I was blessed because the regional at that, and I think I shared that story on your show, but the regional, he loved me and he had a 14 year old daughter. So he was thinking, what's my, my daughter going to face let me help this young lady who is ambitious. I was going for my MBA at night. I was, I, was, um, I was a nice kid. I'm a nice person. I was raised right. He saw all of those things, and he helped me when I went to look for another job. He said, go take the interview. Go do what you have to do. You come to me. Don't worry about anything else. So he really allowed me to not... And I could have said, oh, my God, what am I going to do now? And he could have been like, your problem, honey, right? Figure it out. 
but he really took on that mentorship role for me. So I was very, very lucky right out of the gate to have someone in my corner, so to speak, even though I was being held down because I was a woman, right? And things have changed. And here's the other thing. I, you know, we've all had crapola bosses. Let's face it. Everybody listening, you've all had crapola bosses. We all have. Nobody is immune to that. But again, I had him and I had other male um, colleagues and male bosses who really took on a mentorship role for me and inspired me, but told me, you can do that. You could do both. You know, when I became a mom, you can do both. We can figure that out. You do what you have to do. Um, and they were family men. So again, my show, Heart Centered, I, I was exposed, thank goodness, to men who were heart-centered before it was a thing. And these were big executives, um, but they were family men. So again, it's, it's, right, it's balance. It's all about that life balance of, um, you know, yes, we could be corporate, but we could be human too, right? I don't know. A crazy, we live in a crazy world, that's for sure. I want to come back to banking for, for a second. What do you guys, because I love sales, right? That's my, it's my jam, baby, sales. So <laughs> what do you guys think? What's the one thing that you love about sales and banking or, you know, just what do you like about your position that you get to do? Well, I personally, I absolutely love being able to um, get to know people and help them and understand their goals. And a lot of times, you know what, we're able to do stuff at the bank or by involving our trust group or what have you. Um, and then there's other times where it's just like a random question, like, Hey, I need, I need help with a landscaping project. Do you know anyone? And being able to make that recommendation and just feeling like, you know what, these people really trust me and I've earned their trust and I want to continue to build that relationship and get to know them. I mean, I've made so many friends through through my, you know, just getting to know my clients. It's probably my favorite part of the job, honestly. Yeah. I, I tell my clients all the time, Jane, when they become, I'm like, you know, you're part of my family now. You kind of stuck with me. And they giggle and they go, oh, we love that. And because you do become friends with your clients because it's not just, what are we doing today? What am I training today? What sales do we need to talk about? It's, hey, your son graduated. How was the graduation? Is he Santa? It's human, right? We're humans folk, talking to humans. They're has to be an emotional connection. And, and I believe that for men and women, I am very, very attached to my male, um, uh, colleagues and my male clients as well. And I don't mean that in a weird way, but they're my friends, right? I do want to know what their daughters and sons are doing and how their wife made out at an XYZ event. You know, it's, it, it, it's personal. It's gotta be personal. Dawn, how about you? What, what do you think? Yeah, I would say with wealth management, of course, trust is a really big factor in our relationships. And, you know, stepping in as trustee and financial power of attorney for people, that can be a drastic change for some people. And to give up those, you know, that part of their life that they've done forever to someone else. So you really have to build a close relationship. And I love getting to know people, to understand them, to see how I can help. And, you know, even though we're a corporate trustee, we still become part of that family because we care so much. We know so much about their life. We know so much about their family dynamic. And, you know, we all have emotions, too. I'm heartbroken when a client passes away or someone I don't even know that well. Like we all have emotions and feelings and um, kind of to even what Jane said, like, I love connecting with people to be that resource to help them, whether our services or not, like, how can we be just kind hearted people and really help others succeed. And that's really the part that I love about it. Um, 
but unfortunately I see death or talk about death too much sometimes in yeah. in this role. Which yeah. Yeah. It's the, yeah. My, my, the ends of my banking career before I started my business, I was in wealth management and to see families split apart after someone passes because of money to me was yeah. heartbreaking. Cause I'm so close to my siblings and my, my, my extended family, you know, my cousins and aunts and, you know, to see money be such a distraction from really the value of relationships. It, and then you the people you get attached to and then they pass. It, it, it affects you. It's you're losing a family member. You know, it's serious stuff. Um, it's not just a one and done. Right. We, we really get committed. Um, last question, Dawn, for you. Now, you came through my workshop uh, recently. Yeah. I'm just curious. Again, it was about sales, guys. Of course, that's that's what it was about. What, was there one little tip? Dawn was um, Jane was unable to make it. She's going to make my next one. No pressure, uh, Jane. Uh, Dawn, <laughs> what, what, is there one thing that stood out that maybe you didn't know that you were like, oh, I love that concept or I love that thought? You had a lot of great <laughs> suggestions. Good and, answer. Yeah, it was great. Um, you know, the one thing that I realized is I'm the one that holds myself back sometimes from succeeding or, you know, just even my confidence level of things where, um, I don't know, you just made it in a way of like comfortable feeling of like, you do have these great strengths. Yeah. There's some things you could work on. Um, but overall it still makes me the person that I am and why I connect with our clients or why I'm a, what am I? I'm the heartfelt advocate because I do care. And um, there's strengths and the weaknesses part of that too, you know? So yeah. I loved it because it got really in depth. So thank you. Yeah. I put Dawn in my Petri dish. She was one of the people to volunteer. So I could, my CSA, everyone that I offered at the beginning, heartfelt advocate is what Dawn, she shines. And, you know, just from being on the show, everybody listening, can't you feel that she's heartfelt? Um, so my CSA, my communication style assessment really does, it just lets you clearly see who you are. But I also spotlight the blind spots because we have to be mindful of those blind spots. You might never get good at them, but you have to be aware of them to just say, it's just the way I am is un it's unacceptable. And so it gives you tangible things to work on to get better. And in my case, right, it was, it was talking, how do you Use that communication to sell more effectively, to give bigger to your clients, to connect on a, a more intimate level. Again, not in a weird way, but to truly understand the client. So, yeah. And oh, by the way, I don't believe we have weaknesses. We have areas that we have to develop. None of us are weak. We are who we are. We want to take that information by the reins and always build from a place of strength because that's where you can catapult the result when you start from that area of strength or that perspective of strength. And you, you're great and you are a heartfelt advocate and own that because it, it makes your, it's your clients are lucky because you do come from a place of love, not from a place of how quickly can I make this deal happen? Um, and, and Jane, I know you're the same way. Um, when you're coming, see those people aren't listening to my show. Like how much money can I make? They're not heart centered. They're not listening to the show. So you guys are, are my peeps for sure. Um, everyone, I know that you're in love with my two friends cause I am too. They're, they're just, they've become really good friends of mine and I'm honored to have them in my orbit. Please go to their website. Their bank is amazing as well. You heard some of the cool things that the bank is allowing, uh, Jane and Dawn to do. Wonderful, wonderful uh, executive team. Shout out to Dan, um, who's I know is Dawn's boss. Uh, Jane, do you report to Dan too? 
I report to Paul Manchester, and he's outstanding. I think our entire executive team, just being on board with this initiative has been really refreshing and amazing for both of us. Yeah, kudos to them. You know, I had Dan on my show, too. He was just a delight, just a a truly enlightened man, I will say, uh, also. So, yeah, you you guys are lucky, man. You need the support. We we all need support. Uh, Men, women, doesn't matter what age or what group. We we need to support each other for sure. So please go to their website. It's S b c p bank in the show notes um i'm sorry sbcp dot bank is the website dawn's email if you have questions specific for dawn it's d malarney m-u-l-l-a-r-n-e-y wow that was just screaming my jersey accent just then i know i saw you smiling dawn malarney my jersey accent at sbcp dot bank and jane she's easy jane it's j simon at sbcp bank Guys, I also think you should tune into the podcast. They have some amazing guests. We talk about, they talk, they, like I'm part of their podcast. (laughs) They talk about, I'm taking ownership because I was a guest, right? They talk about obviously financial stuff, but they really do talk about life and how do we navigate that business, right? Our our career and that home life. So please tune in. Um, I'm not going to go through the long URL, but I will put the podcast, um, a link in the show notes. The podcast is called Wealth Ways, plural, W-E-A-L-T-H-W-A-Y-S. So tune in, check out Dawn and uh, Jane. You guys are weekly, right? You do a weekly show? Yeah. 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 Do, so yeah. tune in, listen to me, then listen to them, and you'll get your fill of the three <laughs> of us, right? And talk about energy levels. So uh, yeah, tune in. You guys, thanks for being on, Dawn and Jane. I love you. I love you both so much. You're my people, man. Uh, You know, you get me, I get you. And I think what you're doing is amazing. Keep up the great work, keep being yourselves and just keep rocking it, man. I love it. Love what you're doing. Thank you, Connie. Thank you. And feeling is mutual. We love um, working with you. And thank you so much for inviting us on today. Oh, gosh. I hope that I hope that I hope people found our conversation valuable. And, And Dawn, you said something before, which I just want to comment as we close the show. You're not alone. (laughs) We're all going through the same stuff. Uh, Maybe not at the exact same time, but we're all going through the same stuff. We have more in common than we think we do. And that's another reason I love the show, for people to pause and say, somebody else is going through that same feeling or that same situation. Um, What a a great thing to learn. I think it helps us feel not so alone in a world that where sometimes maybe we can feel alone. So thank you, ladies, for joining me. And I hope you guys will join me weekly as we question, build, and discover together that no matter where you are in your life, in your career, in your business, I really do hope my guests and I provide some tips, strategies, and ideas. You know me. It's all about the application. Take something you learned, apply it in your life, and that's when the magic happens. That's when the change that we could create, that we're, we're seeking to create in our life, um, starts to pop and, and work. So thank you again, uh, ladies, for joining me. You've been listening to the Heart Centered Sales Leader Podcast with me, your host and Heart Centered Sales Leader, Connie Whitman, on webtalkradio.net. I truly am honored to have you all on this journey with me, and I really do hope you enjoy the show. Keep tuning in. Um, keep sending me the love, and I'll keep sending the love back out to you, everybody. Have a great, inspired week, and stay well. Thanks. You've been listening to the Heart Centered Sales Leader Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to hear Connie Whitman and her expert guests share tips, tools, and strategies that can be implemented immediately. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with your friends. 
Tune in every week for more exciting insights and strategies on increasing your business's ROI. And always remember, lead with heart and your sales will follow. Follow.